teasing him about the Iridiates, a play on Iridium, a word now identified with bankruptcy and failure. Danny had nothing to do with that failure. He was an operations guy, and his system was performing beautifully. But for better or worse, he was now the official representative of the Arizona working stiffs who got the company involved in a $6 billion white elephant space project. Stamp was not a thin-skinned guy. He could keep his poker face while being chewed out by the most profane three-star general in the Pentagon. But this was humiliation of a different order. Thirteen years spent building the largest and most complex satellite constellation ever conceived was about to end with his entire staff being turned into janitors and garbage men, supervising the disposal of some burned-up space junk. Motorola always used euphemisms for what was about to happen. This was a deorbit, or a decommissioning, or a liquidation of non-performing assets. Sometimes even deorbit was considered too direct, so executives used reorbit, since all they were doing was tilting a few satellites into a different orbital trajectory, one that would, coincidentally, strike the surface of Earth. What was surprising about it was not even the wanton destruction of Danny's satellites, one of which now hung from the rafters of the National Air and Space Museum, but that the suits were so self-righteous about it. Business is tough. Sometimes you have to do unpleasant things. Yes, it's a shame, but life moves on. Chris Galvin, the third-generation Motorola boss, was normally a hands-off kind of guy, delegating authority to others, confiding in only a chosen few and managing everyone else by proxy. So why would he be so omnipresent now? He had made it clear that these were Danny's birds and Danny was expected to bring them down like a good company soldier. It was the old yeller principle. It's your dog, so you have to shoot it. It might happen today, it might take until Monday, but as soon as all the obstacles were removed, something to do with waiting on Lloyds of London and a fax from a Belgian insurance company, Motorola would destroy the constellation that was whipping around the Earth in low orbits, with satellites converging at the north and south poles, and then fanning out into a canopy that covered every inch of the planet. There had been only two engineering projects in history this complex. The other one was building the atomic bomb at Los Alamos. And Iridium had the kind of elegant structure that stirred the imagination of even the most jaded scientist. None of that would matter a few hours from now. It was only for the moment that the satellites soared over the poles, synchronized and cross-linked, communicating in space like electronic cyborgs, doing whatever dance they were told to do when their daily software uplink was transmitted. Soon, that transmission would say, Die. The organized carnage had been outlined in an email. When Galvin said, Deorbit. Stamp would place a call to the Satellite Network Operations Center in Leesburg, Virginia, better known as the SNOC, where a handful of technicians would gather around the NASA style monitors and watch as the satellites passed over the North Pole and received instructions from suicide software written by Danny's staff. Stark lines of computer code set down in a nine page, step by step memo that was reminiscent of the protocol used in the gas chamber. Step 6.3.2 
Once the apogee lowering has been completed, a final perigree burn will be executed to lower perigree as much as possible given the remaining fuel level. The death throws would commence less than a minute after the satellites passed over the pole. As they flew within reach of the Earth station at East Iqaluit, in the remote Nunavut territory of northern Canada, or the one at West Yellowknife in the Northwest Territories, or past a third facility in the frozen tundra north of Eilstadter, Iceland. Three Earth stations, three chances to get the kill-yourself message. Normally, that would be called a fail-safe system. But since its purpose was to create failure, it was more properly called fail-certain. It takes a million fine-tuned calculations to place a satellite into its flight path, but it takes only one to euthanize it. As soon as the operational cyanide hit, the first satellite would be jolted off course.